The new year kicked off with a decent hangover as investors actually booked their profits following an impressive year-end rally that actually sent both stock and bond markets around the world rally. So this week, attention shifts to the U.S. inflation data and the first quarterly earnings from the big U.S. banks, which could either justify a further pullback in asset valuations or bring the bulls back to the market. So welcome to the new week and to the new year of trading with Swisscote's Daily Market Talk. Well, 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 the new year unsurprisingly kicked off with a hangover for both the stock and the bond markets as investors began this year by well, closing their positions and taking their profits into their pockets following an impressive two months and so rally that was actually boosted by the expectation that the Federal Reserve would soon start cutting the interest rates in the US and cut them for roughly throughout this year. So we actually begin this new year with the expectation that the Federal Reserve will be cutting the interest rates five times this year by 25 base point each time and the first rate cut will be announced by March with around 64% probability attached to it. Now note that this probability was standing somewhere around 80% by the end of last year and it's actually come down as investors will probably realize that these expectations and the market rally that went along with it went well ahead of themselves. And of course, the minutes from the Federal Reserve's last monetary policy meeting that was released just last week didn't give any clarity other than the general thinking that the Federal Reserve rates are certainly at or near their peak level for this cycle, but, but that there is an unusually elevated degree of uncertainty, according to the Fed members, meaning that that expectation of around uh, 75 base point cut this year in the US is certainly not a done deal. And indeed, the strength of the US economy right now and the strength of its jobs market wouldn't justify an imminent start of the Federal Reserve interest rate cuts by this spring. And in this context, well, last week's jobs data from the US came in stronger than expected yet again because the US economy added more than 200,000 new non-farm jobs in the month of December and average earnings accelerated more than expected as well above the 4% level. Now, some saw a bit of weakness in this US jobs metrics that was released last week pointing at the falling job openings in the US and the falling participation rate as well. But rationally speaking, an NFP figure above 200,000 is really, really not pointing at a severe slowdown in the US economic activity, which would urge the Fed to start cutting the interest rates in two and something months from now and cut by 150 basis points to the end of this year. And even the US Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen said it in quite an unusual declaration after Friday's jobs report, actually. Well, she said that. She said what we are seeing right now, I think, what we can describe as soft landing. And again, 
a soft landing for the US economy won't get you a 150 base point cut from the Fed this year and not even 75 base point cut. So there is no surprise that we see the US two-year yield rebound to 4.40% level and the 10-year yield return past the 4% level at the start of this year. So note that this was the biggest weekly advance of the US 10-year yield since last October. And well, unsurprisingly, the rising yields halted the US dollars bleeding as well. The euro dollar sank below the 110 psychological mark as soon as this year started and the rising US yields also stopped the rally that we've been seeing in equities as such the S&P 500 dipped below the 4700 level having been unable to post a fresh record at the end of its latest rally at the end of last year and the rate sensitive Nasdaq 100 index fell more than 4% since its December peak which was by the way an all-time high level for the Nasdaq and because the correlation between the U.S. Treasuries and Nasdaq 100 stocks remains well, fairly high these days. A further rise in the U.S. yields will likely, likely cause a deeper retreat for the U.S. stocks, especially for the U.S. most loved technology stocks. But, 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 note that this correlation will likely decline with the start of the earnings season as soon as this week, as the company results and earnings will give investors a variety range of reasons to buy or to sell stocks other than the yields. Overall, according to FactSet, note that the estimated year-on-year -year earnings growth rate for the S&P 500 companies is 1.3% for the fourth quarter. If that's the case, it will mark the second straight quarter of year-over-year -year earnings growth for the S&P 500 index. And note that, well, it's another evidence that the U.S. economy doesn't need the Federal Reserve's help to stay afloat. Now, individually speaking, not every company is in a bright spot as we head into the earnings season, though. Apple, for example, had a rougher start to this year than its peers as once the technology investor's darling. The company was hit by two downgrades last week and one was coming from Barclays. So these downgrades was over concerns regarding the iPhone sales slowdown in China and obviously the macroeconomic pressures as you know them. So the letter sent Apple's stock price from almost $200 per share by mid-December last year to $181 per share at last week's close. So that's more than 9% slump for the stock price, mind you. And while well, Tesla on its end kicked off the year by losing its status of the world's biggest EV seller to the Chinese and Warren Buffett back BYD, which stands for Build Your Dreams, by the way. So BYD sold more cars in the fourth quarter than Tesla did, and the latter's stock price well fell below the $240 level share last week in a move that could actually be reversed, yes, but only by a sufficiently soft set of US data this week that could eventually convince at least some bulls to come back to the market at the current prices. So all eyes are on the US inflation data this week that's going to be released this Thursday. So the headline inflation in the US is expected to have slowly accelerated to 3.2% level from 3.1% printed a month earlier, while core inflation in the US is expected to have further eased to 3.8% level from 4% printed a month earlier. 
So, inflation numbers, ideally softer than expected inflation numbers, could slow this corrective sell-off that we see in both stock and bond markets in the US. Yet, yet the risks are clearly tilted to the upside at the start of this year because look, the latest tensions that we see in the Red Sea region, which actually lead the ships that transport goods to go around Africa instead of using the Suez Canal shortcut, now explode the price of shipping goods from Asia to Europe and to America. And the cost of shipping goods from Asia to Europe actually doubled since last December, just in a couple of weeks, and that's a bad indication of what's to come for inflation numbers in the coming months. And remember, just remember this, the last time we saw these shipping costs surge all this much, and that was during the pandemic months, remember, well, had followed a significant rise in a very, very wide range of consumer prices, hence inflation. So yes, ladies and gentlemen, inflation figures in the US and Europe have come down significantly last year, but, but, but the easing in inflation could slow or reverse, and that's the biggest biggest risk that I see to the dovish Fed, the dovish ECB and the dovish Bank of England expectations this year. And indeed, while well, released last week, the European inflation actually accelerated in the month of December, although although it accelerated less than expected by analysts. But the rebound from 2.4% to 2.9% level was actually real. So this is all for this Monday. I'm Ipek Özkardeş and thank you for joining me and thank you for being here this Monday with me. I hope this episode of Market Talk has been helpful and it has been insightful to you. So please do not hesitate to leave your comments, your reactions and your questions below as usual. And follow us on Instagram, on X and on LinkedIn for regular market updates and subscribe to our YouTube channel for daily market comments and please do not forget to hit the like button on these videos to let us know that you enjoy them so i will meet you again tomorrow and until then good day trading